Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little... odd. This is the... of yours will be reduced to a burned out cinder. How are you, Sam? Yes, very well, very well, thank you. And uh, today we're going to be doing a little minisode on, well, you know, the drill by now, stuff that we've put in our eyes and in our ears and elsewhere, which we can't tell you about. Um, Dan, what what have you had on your plate? Haha, <laughs> um, been watching more X-Files, as always. Mm. What, but where are you up to now again? I'm still in series six, I slowed down a little bit. I think I've watched four episodes since we last spoke about it. Right. Um, the best of which was called Monday. Right. Which, um, what, which one's that about? Mulder wakes up in he's like stuck in a time loop and he keeps going to the bank. Um, and every time he goes there, there is some guy that's robbing the bank and he's got a bomb. And each time he fails and he blows up the bank. Um, and there's this woman who is like stuck living this day every day. And she thinks she's got to somehow stop the bank from being blown up right. to kind of get out of this time loop. And so it's, it's really actually really, really well written, incredibly well plotted, really good character kind of work in there. Even a little bit of like humor. Um, this one. Yeah. It's like, it's like Groundhog Day, but it's also like, um, there's a, there's a classic, uh, Twilight Zone episode that's like this of someone being stuck and they have to change something to get out of it so right. yeah it's a really good premise for an episode um, I highly recommend it really I, really cool I really like kind of t- there's one film just sorry to take a brief tangent 
Uh, there's a film called The Endless. Did you ever watch that? No, what's that? It's not very good, but basically it's to do with like, it's basically about two brothers. And I think they wrote and directed the film, the actual actors. And it's supposed to be a kind of semi-sequel to another film they did together. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's like, it's about two brothers who left a cult that they grew up in. And for some reason, I can't remember why, but they decide to go back. Yeah. Um, and they go back and they realise that no one is aged or anything. Huh. And they're like, this is weird because like we're like 10, 15 years older and everyone looks exactly the same. And then they realise that, um, spoilers, uh, in around where this place is, is that they're trapped in some kind of time loop. Um, mm-hmm. And there's some other weird stuff that kind of goes on. I can't quite remember. But anyway, like as they're trying to like get out, I vaguely remember they meet people who are trapped in different lengths of time loops. They're kind of getting pulled into this like space. And there's like a gay couple or something, or maybe they're not gay. I can't remember. Two blokes living together who um, are trapped in one for like a day or something like that. Um, And then you've got, um, uh, but the, the one which always stuck in my head was there's a guy who's like trapped for like, a second and a half. Okay. <laughs> Literally like... <laughs> reliving that second and a yeah, half over and on over On a yeah. constant loop. And he's constantly uh-huh. trying to like get like a clock or something or just escape. But obviously he can't do it. So he's just... And I think he says something like, kill me, <laughs> please, or something like that. Like, <laughs> but it's... Um, yeah, I always remember that stuck in my head. Like, imagine being caught in that much of a... Because it's with the that's, time, that's short yeah, time, like a day or whatever, as you said, like yeah. a week or like an hour or something. But being caught in like a second, a time loop of a second or whatever, would just be. I'd like, hate it. Would just be hell, like absolute hell. Um, anyway, sorry, but yeah. What if it was the moment of ejaculation while you're rogering? Uh, you get sick of it. You wouldn't be able to. You'd probably have a heart attack and die within that one <laughs> second. I don't know. There'd be. <laughs> but then you've immediately. Be resurrected, wake up again, and be like, Ugh. "Yeah, I don't think that would be such a good thing." I don't know. I don't know what it do to your mental ability. The fact that or your you're like remembering stuff, and you're just trapped in this, I don't know, exerted state of exertion <laughs> <laughs> constantly. To go, well, maybe that's the next premise. Maybe that's the next X Files episode. <laughs> just do your own. I write to Chris Carter. Yeah, do your own fan fiction. Um, One thing I've been amazed by reading on up on all these episodes as I go is how many of these later ones were written on spec just by guys sending in scripts. Oh, really? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, be like, we need a couple more scripts. Uh, and they'd take some on commission and then they'd be like, right, you're hired onto the onto the team for the next season. It's mad. Well, X-Files... Like, we should have written some fucking scripts, yeah, man, back in... The- <laughs> the X-Files and I like Vince Gilligan... Um, cut his teeth on X-Files and he, for people don't yeah. know he did Breaking Bad and um, yeah. Yeah, Cool Saw and all this stuff and also the Battlestar Galactica guy what was his name? Oh, what, James Wong? No I don't oh. know James Wong has done stuff but I don't I didn't know he did Battlestar uh, Darren Galactica. Morgan? Glenn Morgan? Well Glenn Morgan yeah Glenn Morgan I don't know what he went on to do Those are the big X-Files guys I think <sighs> Well um the guy I'm thinking of is not that. He's the Battle Battlestar Galactica remake guy. He's done loads since. Um, oh my god, it's going to really annoy me. Anyway, sorry. Talk about the other ones whilst I try and figure it out. 
I was going to tell you, oh, in Monday, there's a really nice bit because earlier in the season, uh, there's a two-part episode called Dreamland. Right. And like Mulder gets switched with a guy from the Ministry of Defence. So this guy is in Mulder's body. This. Yeah. And he's like, it's really funny. It's, um, what's his name? Christopher McKean. Right. Um, and he's like, he, well, he's just like an asshole. Yeah, dude, because he's but, like, yeah, he he, he tries to seduce Scully. Scully. Yeah, that's right. And one of the things he does is buy a waterbed for Mulder's flat. Right. Um, so there's a nice, and then, oh, basically, they get switched back and they can't remember it, is the ending, okay, the right. resolution of those. Right. So in this episode, he, he wakes up and his waterbed has sprung a leak. Right. And every every day he starts the day by like calling the neighbor downstairs. No, the, the phone rings and he's like speaking to the neighbor and explaining. Oh yeah, and it's great because he get there's like a bit where he's explaining it to Scully. He's like, oh, I'm so late because my water bread sprung a leak. And she's like, why do you got a water bed? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember buying it. <laughs> so it's just a nice little reference back to that earlier episode. I thought it was quite nice. Nice, nice. I was thinking of um, by the way, I was thinking of Ronald D. Moore who didn't do X Files at all. Completely got that wrong. Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. You know him. He went straight from flipping burgers to Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, no, so sorry about that. But uh, yeah, carry, carry on. That sounds like one a of the other episode. episodes. One a bad episode. Alpha, written by Peter Markle, who isn't a common name on the X Files. I don't think. Maybe this is one of those uh, ones that was brought in. Anyway, like we're in the sixth season. And they're doing one about a werewolf. Right. Obviously, like, they try and make it a bit sexier by calling it a Wang Shang doll, which is right. like a... <laughs> Native American name for it or something? It's, gonna be it's like... Asian. It's an Asian, Asian uh, concept. But it's basically a dog that can turn into... No, I mean a man that can turn into a dog. Right. Um, and, yeah, so they try and pad it out by kind of like having some character stuff that doesn't really work. Right. It's really hokey. Um, yeah. I was just like, I mean, it's so mixed, this series. You really feel the quality, like, tailing off in this one. It's, yeah, it's, it's always like that, isn't it? It's so hit and miss, the whole thing. One of the ones that we Series saw... one, two, and three are really solid, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this, is, the re- this is the most wishy-washy inconsistent series yet. Right. Um... Yeah, the, uh, the one one that we watched that um, was dire was really bad. It was about a little <laughs> a little guy with no legs um, who's in like India or something, and he crawls into the arse of a really yes. fat man <laughs> and like becomes him or something like that. Um, uh, and I think. That's a great start of an episode. It's a great idea. Yeah. It was, Basically, there's someone that can crawl in someone's ass and take them out for Yeah, it was really bright, but like with his little thing and all, uh, like his little trolley. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, uh, really, I still, when it ended, I was still like, I don't understand. I don't understand it. <laughs> I can't remember anything more about the episode than that. Well, I watched it I like, the other going. night and it was. I was just like, so he physically went into them and then they die, but then he kind of can appear as them when he actually. It's basically, I'm just like, so is he like, 
giving off the aura that he looks like someone else or is he physically inside someone because you're saying it's both and i don't understand it <laughs> don't understand why. and then at the end there's he's like back like at the airport begging for money and it's like is that another one <laughs> is that supposed to be the same guy like i don't know if there's more of them yeah exactly i don't know yeah that's that reminds one. me of a film called uh bad milo that we should watch that's about a creature that lives in someone's arse oh god it's very silly. It's it's quite funny. Anyway, um, what else have you been watching or doing, listening to? A um, couple more movies I watched over New Year's. Uh, thank God we're in twenty twenty one now, Sam. Yeah, and the, uh, the the Corona threat has vanished. The strike of midnight it just all blew away, like nothing. Nothing yeah. ever happened. Straws to the wind. Um. I watched uh, The Hill. Nope. I can't remember what year this is from. It's like mid-60s. It's um, Sidney Lumet or Lumet. Mm-hmm. Lumet. He did 12 Angry Men or yeah. that. So I just saw it on like BBC iPlayer. I saw his name. I thought that's going to be good. Uh, and it was. Yeah. Um, it was really like, you should, you should watch it. Beautifully shot, black and white. Really interesting camera angles. Um like they do these really nice sweeping shots at the beginning. Um, it's set in a a camp in somewhere in like probably in Egypt, I think. Right. Uh, Second World War, and it's basically it's it's British camp where um, soldiers are sent to be punished. So maybe they've tried to abscond, or they haven't followed orders, or they've been thieving. Mm-hmm. Um, and they construct something there called the hill which they, they use for, like, drilling soldiers up and down the hill as punishment. So you get these amazing shots of, like, the hill and, like, um, the kind of uh, the camp. But then you everywhere else, it's, like, really claustrophobic, tight little shots yeah. of, like, the, the men's living quarters. And it just feels really claustrophobic and hot and horrible. Mm. And it's one of those kind of classic films. And I, I reckon, like, a lot of films like Cool Hand Luke or, like, Shawshank Redemption... Green Mile, all these kind of probably hark back to this in this examination of like the power struggle mm. and like the individual versus the system um, and people abusing their power. Um, and that's kind of what happens is like basically one of these guys gets worked to uh, drilled to death. Um, and then it's kind of about how, how the men respond. But I mean, plot wise, not that much happening, but it's kind of like a character study. Um, of these guys and Sean Connery is the lead and he is absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic in it. He's just like exudes this presence and power. Mm. Um, but yeah, really top quality, top notch piece of uh, film. Yeah, I've not um, heard of it. I have to look out for it. Is yeah, I think it's sunk without a trace. Yeah. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Is it on? It's on iPlayer. iPlayer still. Yeah, yeah okay. iPlayer. Should be. Okay. Um, and the other one I saw recently was Sightseers. Yeah, so that's that that? Alice Lowe, um, whom I know kind of in a way. Um, and I can't remember the guy, the ginger guy in it. No, I can't remember his name. No, but it's by, um, yeah, it's Ben Wheatley. Yes. Who yeah. I like, with each subsequent film he makes, I like him less, <laughs> basically, <laughs> um, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, I enjoyed Sightseers. My mate actually did a short film with um, that ginger guy in and apparently he turned up late. He hadn't learned his lines. Um, he, I think he, was, he wasn't getting paid very much, but my mate was just like, like, come on. You know, you're supposed to be like a professional actor. Pro, yeah. And it's, um, you know, all right, some like short film or whatever, but, you know, it's not much to learn for a start. It's not as if you've got a whole film's worth of dialogue or whatever and all this stuff, but apparently he was a bit of a... Nightmare. Well, he was great in this. He was great. They were both great. I really felt like they knew these characters inside and out. And so then obviously I looked and it's like, okay, they've written it. Makes sense. Mm. Um, But I didn't find it that funny. And I actually found the whole thing really grim and depressing. Mm. Like it's that, it's that black. So it's a black comedy, but it's just so black that it's like, there's nothing to laugh at. And it gets seedier and sleazier and more depressing and their relationship breaks down um like basically you know they start killing people and they become murderers but it's not it's not that that's kind of like the depressing bit it's it's seeing them go from this like really nice like romanticized kind of relationship to like selling each other out having no loyalty turning on each other seedy sort of underbelly stuff but but again that's kind of what's good there's like really good analysis of like the detail of like the underbelly of provincial english life and like these horrible people that go to like caravanning holidays and caravan parks and you know like sad bored men who just want to hang out with the other men and have a beer and talk about like their their bicycles rather than like spending time with their family yeah and like nasty like hen parties and um I kind of thought it would appeal to people who like stuff like Nighty Night, yeah. where it's like, it's so dark, there's there's really, there's no light in here. But yeah, but it's really well uh, observed, well written, acted. So at the end, I was kind of like, it's good, but oh, it's, it's a bit too much for me. Yeah, I, I remember quite liking it, but I, I wasn't blown away or anything. It wasn't like Kill List, which is one of the films we should, have you seen Kill List? No. Oh, mate. It's one of my favourite horror films in the last... One of my favourite British films of the last... Fucking hell, I don't know. What, 15, 20 years, probably? Um, Let's do it. Ben Wheatley. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's been on our list for a while. Oh, is it? Uh, it should be. Because um, I think I bought it. I'm pretty sure I've got it on Blu-ray somewhere. But uh, yeah, that's really good. Um, and the first time I watched Kill List, so I saw Down Terrace, which is Ben Wheatley's first film, and I heard a lot yeah. about it. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It's basically like, imagine, it's got some people from like EastEnders in it, but imagine like EastEnders kind of like gangster, you know, fucking hell mate and all this stuff, but like Brutal. they want to be like, but like in a very docile, normal suburban house. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's all very close. It's all like, they're coming in. So there's just like, it's just like a normal, like older couple really. They just happen to be part of like an organized crime unit. Um, and their son is a bit of a, um, he's having a few problems, if I remember rightly. It's like a bit older. Um, a few problems? What, sexuality? No, well, I can't remember that. Well, I think there is an element of that, but it's more that he's like getting really angry and I don't think he wants to be, um, he has like violent like outbursts like his dad does and all this stuff and, um, goes against his dad or something like that. I can't quite remember, but um, I haven't seen it since it came out. That's yonks ago now. But um, yeah, and then uh, Kill List was the second film and that went into more like a Wicker Man style kind of venue, okay. which is very different from that first film. And then... Wicked Man. Wicked Man, but Wicker. Um, not the Nickers Cage uh, one. It was it was more like the original. Um, and yeah, he did... Uh, what else did he do? He did like... And then, yeah, so he did Sightseers, which I think was his third. Um, oh, no, wait, he did a Field in England? Maybe that was before. I've Sightseers. seen that. Field in England had a few really good bits. Mm. 80% of it was shit, in my opinion, and boring. But it kind of... I quite like that about it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It kind of was held up by these bits. So I didn't you like need, it. Yeah, you need, you need those long, boring bits to create the unique atmosphere of that film yeah i think part of it was that it looked cheap oh um and it was like there's a war going on over there and then it started to look a bit like bbc drama almost reenactment (laughs) and i was like this looks really like fucking cheap and shit and it was shot very cheap i remember um but yeah one little um, link is that as well uh, this guy called gareth tunley who'd recognize he's been in a few things um but he got nominated not for any might be for BAFTA or something but he did a film a few years back called the not the guest not the host either the the something I can't remember um <laughs> but he came in when I was working um at one of my old companies uh, a friend of mine called Bill was like oh can you meet this guy Gareth he wants to do he wants to be a director basically and I sat with him and he was like, oh, he goes, I'm actually friends with Ben Wheatley. Um, and I was like, yeah, you're the vicar in Kill List. <laughs> like, I've seen you and stuff. Huh? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, well, me and Ben are friends and I've been doing like some documentary stuff on his actual films and all this stuff, but I want to do more of my own bits and pieces. He was like, I was wondering if you could show me some, if I could show you some of my stuff. And he showed me these things that he'd like shot in a school or something like that, like these little... Um, they weren't like, they were kind of you info. Have, you had to report him to the police. Yeah, no, why are you showing me these things of kids? No, it was um, like little, almost like documentary things. And he was like, yeah, I just went in there with a the camera, asked if I could do it, whatever. These little bits, which I was like, I remember thinking, okay, like weird. 
And um, also, I was like, they were pretty badly shot. Like, I was like, this is really ropey. And I was like, yeah. So I would suggest getting a DOP, <laughs> Director of Photography, um, or like a professional cameraman of some sort to do this for you because these shots aren't uh, are quite like, messy, um, if you ask me. Um, and I know you're like working with like the natural light or whatever and all this, but it just looks like quite not very good. So I was yeah. like, you know, at, at this point, bear in mind, he's like much older than me. I was like, at this point, it isn't something that, you know, I'd say like go away and come back basically. So it's like, okay, cool, cool. And he went off and then he like made some proper like in British indie flick, which did really well. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. I can look it up whilst we're talking about it. Um, but yeah, I think he was like looking for, um, to cut his teeth on some like corporate or, you know, work or some commercial work or whatever, whatever. Um, and he invited me to a short film actually. And I remember specifically it was the day because as before I walked in, I sat and streamed the Xbox one, um, launch. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. how long ago it was. It was on that specific day, the ghoul, that was it, 2016, hmm. um, which I haven't watched, uh, but it's got, and the bloke in it is like, he's one of his actor, um, comedian mates. Um, yeah, well, to get a BAFTA award for outstanding debut by a British writer, director or producer. So he got nominated for that. So I did, I'm sorry, it was a nomination. Um, so yeah, what do I know? Basically, what the hell do I know? Which is nothing. Um, you set him on the right direction. Well, I was basically right like, you need to, for success. Yeah, like, this isn't good enough, basically. Go away and do more. And now he's, you know, done all these interviews. He's done really well. Um, yeah, so, you know, good on him. Uh, Rufus Jones, that's the guy in it. Alice Lowe's in that as well, because they're all mates. They're all mates with each other. Um, Tom Meaton is the main guy. incestuous yeah. scene. Um, yeah. Who you know, what, not what, what you know. Who you blow. Let's leave it there for now. But we're going to see all you guys back on Sunday for a brand new spanking episode. So make sure you come back to watch it. Kiss my Listen face. To it. <laughs> <laughs> and goodbye to everyone. Bye bye. Goodbye. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Oddcast Movies, Music and Gaming. If you want to get in touch with us or get a movie, album or game put on our list to discuss, then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. This is part of a New Winter Podcast Network, so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows. You can also follow us on Instagram at anewwinter, Twitter at anewwinter, and you can head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash anewwinter. Thanks for listening and see you again soon. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 